Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I am a writer for the Viking Age, as well as bring me the news and zone coverage. He is Adam Patrick, a managing editor at the Viking Age. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. And in special occasions, we do it on Tuesday like we are right now. But if you miss us, you can listen to us on Apple and Spotify the very next day. However you enjoy the show, like, comment, share, subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Adam, I don't feel like small talk today, so I'm just going to dive right into that if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Um Ed Donatel got fired right after mere hours after we went off the air on Thursday. Actually, uh, Ed Donatel was relieved of his duties as defensive coordinator. By now, you know the stats of the Vikings defense. Last season, they were 28th in points allowed, 31st in total defense. Uh, they made Daniel Jones look like Steve Young in the wild card round, and um, this had to happen. This had to happen. So, um, what do you think? Oh yeah, it was an inevitable. I think um, you could kind of see. People were questioning what uh, what was the problem with like Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfo Mensa during their end of season press conference. Why they looked so like disheveled and disgruntled after a thirteen win season, and it was probably because they're about to fire the defensive coordinator, or they already did, um, and then they did on the like the day after um, with a statement instead of announcing it to uh, the public and taking questions, which, which I'd have a problem with. Like they didn't want to sit there and like maybe potentially put their foot in their mouth and say something that they didn't want to. Um, and they wanted, seems like a regime that likes to have control of, you know, their own narrative. They don't want things to be kind of developed that it is, uh, is out of their control. So they, they got rid of Donatel. That was, uh, like I said, inevitable defense was terrible. Um, he didn't make adjustments. Uh, if he did, they didn't last very long. Wasn't able to really use the personnel that he had very well. Not that he was given the best personnel, uh, but he just wasn't able to make the most of it. Maybe like some people, some other people would have. It just wasn't working out. But I applaud, you know, Kevin O'Connell for realizing he made a mistake and not continuing on this, you know, this relationship because it's something that had to be fixed and it's something that prevented the Vikings probably from reaching, you know, even higher goals than they did. This season, and and now they get to uh, find someone different to run the defense who has a very low bar to clear now. So uh, you know that's that's the excitement for the person coming in. It's like expectations are you know not going to be very very high at first because they don't have much you know much room to do any worse. So um, it was a decision that needed to be made, and they made it. So it was good. I uh, do know that there was some criticism as far as like how they handled it. Like, why aren't you asking questions? Yeah, I, know, I know a but lot of people in the media. What are they going to ask? Like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, so you fired Ed, huh? Like, uh, did, did you think about doing I mean, did you think about doing it back after the Detroit game? Did you, you know, what is that? I mean, right. it was what it was. I mean, yeah. when you think about it, because like I said, we everybody knows the stats. They can almost recite them by heart at this point. Yeah. Um, I think it was, you know, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but I think it was a little bit of both. I think it was Ed Donatel refusing to adapt his scheme to play to the strengths of the players that he had. And I think it was a lack of personnel. Like there, I mean, yeah. you had about what? I mean, every corner on the team probably ran like a four, five, five, forty, <laughs> which as if you watch playoff football. Everybody is fat. I mean, they're a linebacker running stride, stride. Yeah, Duke Shelley was about it, but he's also five nine, so that right. might be a problem going forward. Yeah. But I mean, you got linebackers running stride for stride with CD Lamb. You got you know 
Zeke Elliott snapping the football, I guess like running back centers are not a thing. Like, <laughs> hey, you're running back. You don't matter. Go snap the football and get wrecked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it, it just had to happen. And I, I guess now I, I mean, I, I don't really have too much to say about it. I, I think they handled it well in hindsight, just having the talk. I don't know if it was like one of Kevin O'Connell's postgame speeches, like back at the beginning of training camp, <laughs> you and I set out on this mission to fix the defense. And quite honestly, it was horrible. It was terrible. We kept working and fighting and we never got there, but that's okay. Cause I'm going to fire you and I'm going to find a better defensive coordinator. Did he give him a game ball afterwards? I bet you he did. On the way like out. 20, 2021 season. It's just got like the stats written the on rankings? it. Just, like, 28th <laughs> first, in defense. You tried. <laughs> oh man. Um, not, not the absolute worst, but still terrible. And also the thing with like, with the asking the questions thing from, uh, you know, the, the beat writers or whatever. He's not Mike Zimmer. He's not Mike Zimmer. He's not no. going to give you answers that you want. He's going to give you cliche answers. So even if they got to answer, ask questions, he's going to be like, he's going to give you general cliche, you know, coach speak. He's not going to give you Mike Zimmer where he's like, did you watch this season? He was terrible. He's never going to say that. Bite him in a bar. Yeah, he's like, never going to say know. that. Yeah. Anyway, um, now that Ed Donatel is gone, the Vikings have started their defensive coordinator search. They have already interviewed Saints co-defensive coordinator and defensive line coach Ryan Nielsen. Uh, They have requested permission to talk with Seahawks defensive assistant Sean Desai, who was a finalist for the defensive coordinator position last time around. And Steelers linebacker coach Brian Flores, who obviously is the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins and is embroiled in a lawsuit with the NFL. Um, do any of these names pique your interest? Well, I think you got to look at Brian Flores because um, the Dolphins defense was uh, at least top 15 for the most part when he was their coach. And then the Patriots defense was was pretty good when he was on that staff as well. And I believe he was the play caller for, for some of those seasons. Um, he runs a much more aggressive defense, blitzes, a lot more, I believe. Uh, he blitzed thirty percent of the time in all three se- three seasons with the Dolphins, and I think above thirty five or thirty eight percent in his his most recent two seasons with the Dolphins. The Vikings blitzed blitzed eighteen percent of the time this season, so that's a gigantic difference um, in in scheme and everything. So it would, things would look a lot different, and um, I think they're just looking for someone who's more you know more adaptable, more like more how they run things on the office offensive side of the ball maybe a young younger mind not necessarily because maybe there's an older guy who's not not old old like Ed Donatel but like 50s late 40s who's more adaptable um but I like that I like the the Sean Desai one um he's he's been in the NFC North for a while he's with the Seahawks but he was with the Bears for a handful of years on their staff and when he was the defensive coordinator for that one year with them uh, their past defense, I think, was like third in the league. So, um, plenty and plenty of good candidates. And then even the guy from from the Saints, the Saints defense was very good this season, top ten unit. Even though they didn't really have much help on offense, they still did very well. And he's been coaching that defensive line, I believe, since 2017. He's had guys like you know Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, and and guys like that. So, um, the guys they picked so far, I think, are good. I think they they're probably going to interview more guys. I don't know if they're waiting on a few because some of the guys they might be interested in are also probably being interviewed for head coaching jobs so they might be waiting to hear about some of those guys but uh i think the three that they have so far they've requested an interview i think are, 
are pretty good. I, w- I would rank Flores at the top, Desai second, and probably Nielsen third. And Nielsen's kind of interesting to me once I dove in. Like, if you're coming to me looking for scheme, like, suggestions or whatever, you're in the wrong spot because I'm more right. kind of just right. like him. And, I mean, when you think about this defensive coordinator, we're not looking for somebody to turn this group into the 85 Bears. I mean, no. we're going to talk about personnel in just a second. And it, it, I, I don't think that's possible to Can have we update that, that reference? Can we update it to like the 2000 Ravens or something? Because sure. people always use the 85 Bears and it's 2020. That's like f- almost 50 years ago. Which other? So you could go. 2000 Ravens. 2001 Bucks or something like Legion that. Legion of Boom. Yeah. 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 There uh, we go. Right. Like <laughs> some other Ravens probably in the 2010s. I don't know. 85 Bears. It stands out. Well, it just. It, 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 it reminds me because I was like getting food the other day and some there were some kids like college aid kids that were there and they're like, have you ever seen the movie Old School? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm old because like that feels like that movie just came out. And, and I thought about it. I was like, that almost came out 20 years ago. So I'm like, oh, that's geez. super weird because I made an old school reference to the in the office uh, the other day. Yeah. And like my coworker, I think he's like 10 years younger than me. I'm like, yeah, that was a funny movie. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that, that came old. out when I was like it's a old. sophomore. And I, it's like 20 years old. <laughs> like even like songs on the radio, like I'll hear some song and be like, that was a good out. Dude, that was 20 years ago. Wow. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Just ugh. Anyway, uh, outside of me crying, Ryan Nielsen actually was a finalist uh, for the LSU defensive coordinator job a couple years ago. Which is a high profile, yeah. like that's like, you know, Alabama offensive coordinator right. uh, is when it comes to college jobs. Like people get that job to prepare themselves for the NFL, basically. Uh, the Saints defense, not terrible. I mean, if they wound up with Nielsen, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, a name that hasn't been mentioned. And I think Purple Daily was first on this. But I, I'm very interested to see if they at least bring him in is Jim Leonard, who spent uh, he was at Wisconsin on their coaching staff uh, since 2016, always highly regarded as a coach. But uh, he was defensive coordinator at Wisconsin from 2017 until last season was the interim head coach in 2022 before Wisconsin found out Luke Fickle was available. Fickle. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the guy bleeds badger red. Like if you cut him open, like it's not just red, it's badger red. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I mean, the guy knows defense. Wisconsin's defenses were a house over the past couple of seasons in particular. If they brought him in and they wound up hiring him, I think it would be a great hire. I don't know what he wants to do. If he wants to find another college coaching job to maybe get a head coaching job somewhere, but um, I think that would be a fine one since he's probably not going to coach at Wisconsin, uh, like he thought he was, uh, right. at least for a couple of years. Cause Luke Fickle is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's another candidate who I believe is having a second interview with, uh, the Houston Texans today for their head coach opening. And that's zero Evero, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos who worked with Kevin O'Connell. When they were both on the Rams staff in 2020 and 2021, he was the safeties coach. Um, then he got an opportunity to be the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. This season did very well, despite their uh, lack of success pretty much everywhere else. Uh, he did well. He's in his mid-40s, and um, I think that's someone to keep an eye on as well if he doesn't end up getting a head coaching job. And then if he doesn't end up staying with the Broncos, who... Uh, could be hiring, who knows, um, Sean Payton, you know, who does he want to bring on? Does he want to bring Vic Fangio with him? 
uh, or whatever. So that's someone to keep an eye on too as well. What about, um, I was thinking too, I wrote, I did something like last week about like some candidates that they could look at. Um, there's, there's Gus Bradley as well, who was on the cult staff. I believe he's from Zambroda, correct? He's from Minnesota. Yeah. He's, and he he's went from to, Minnesota. Okay. And he went to North Dakota state, I want to say, yeah. uh, for, for college or whatever. And he's had, some, he was behind the Legion of Boom defense uh with the sea with the seahawks and then he had top 10 defenses with the chargers didn't do too hot with the colts this year like numbers wise but dvoa i guess they were like 14th in the league um so not too terrible considering what also what he was working with you know jeff saturday and all that stuff so that's someone to keep in mind too and then but vance joseph scared right Sorry. right right and then vance joseph uh with the cardinals who used to be a head coach and uh until this year the cardinals had pretty good Pretty good defense, and he's in a more aggressive coach too, uh, blitz style. And I believe he's a three, a three four scheme, so they wouldn't have to do much adjusting wise, probably. So there's some some other guys to keep in mind for for the job opening as well. Um, you know, I mean, whoever gets the job just has their hands full, in my opinion, because this defense is going to be flipped upside down this offseason. Yeah. Getting more hints at that. Uh, Zadarius Smith has erased all Vikings references from his Instagram. Apparently, account. He does that every year. He does that every year. Okay. So, so because Packers fans chimed in too, and were like an annual tradition. So apparently he does that every year. Uh, Patrick Peterson questioned if he knew what down it was, or Kirk Cousins knew what down yeah. it was on the problem. Patrick Peterson may not have either because he was chasing Isaiah Hodgins all game. Right. But, right, right, right. Um, Harrison Smith looked like he wanted to fight someone in the parking lot. So I don't know if he's exactly thrilled to be coming back. Be uh, Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks need walkers to get on the field. And uh, Daniel Hunter might not be here uh, if they decide to trade him, which uh, uh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I we could talk about this. Would you trade Daniel Hunter this off season? If someone offers you a first round pick, one thousand um, percent. Yeah, first or second, even a second, take that because um, you can, you know, in the draft you can find an edge rusher pretty quickly who can make an impact. You know, how many times have we seen a rookie come in and make a big impact? Not, not everyone's going to be a Micah Parsons, but um, you can find guys pretty well who can, especially in the first couple of rounds, who can make some pretty big impacts for you. Um, then they're, they're also cheaper. Um, but I don't know. I'd have to, I feel like it'd have to be some kind of sign trade deal for, for Daniel Hunter. Cause I don't think the Vikings would get any cap relief if they traded it before June 1st. Yeah. I think, I think like the deal with him, if I'm not mistaken, like, there's just like another like pivot point. Like they have to decide whether they want to extend him. Right. And if yep. you're Neil Hunter, you're probably bringing your pressure numbers, uh, which were one of the best in the league. You're bringing your sack totals, which is also one of the best in the league, and being like, I'm right up there with Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa and um, yeah. Micah Parsons and all those guys. I want that money, and the Vikings don't have the money because they're paying the quarterback $35 million. So Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkins and, and Christian Darius. Uh, there are a lot of people who are uh, so yes, trade their him. hands out. So trade him. I I mean it, it depends. I mean you can't just trade him just to trade him because I mean there's going right. to be a lot of people they need to replace on this defense next year. But um, it, it's it's not an enviable position, I guess, is what I'm getting. Yeah. Um. The, I don't know if you're the defensive coordinator, you kind of get. It's kind of like a blank slate, I feel like, because you can't be any worse. And you can kind of pick and choose who you want to keep and who you want to bring and how you want to use them. Um, 
So I think there's some advantages of coming in and kind of being and and Kevin O'Connell doesn't seem like he's really like very hands on when it comes to defense. He's I think the reason he hired at Dontel was kind of to be like I'm gonna do the offense, you do the defense, and it'll be all yours. And then when the Kevin O'Connell had to intervene, that was kind of this you know the beginning of the end for for Ed Dontel. And I'm not so sure if that's what O'Connell wants to keep doing moving forward because it didn't really work out this season. Um, I think he might try and be a little bit more involved next season, but um, I think it's it's a unique opportunity at least. And the Vikings just won 13 games, so if you you know you're coming from a team like the Colts or the Cardinals, you're gonna be like, oh, this team is way better than the team I was just on. So like, I think it's a it's a I wouldn't say it's the best opening out there because um, I think the Eagles' uh, defensive coordinator job might open up because um, their their guy is getting interviewed for head coaching jobs too, and I think the Texans really like him. Um, so that might be an opening as well. So, but it's 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 a good job. It's 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 with a good team and a good good team that I think is heading in the right direction. Well, that's enough talk about the defense. Let's talk about the offense and more specifically the future of the Viking offense. Vikings have already said that Kirk Cousins will return as quarterback in 2023 in all likelihood. But what about beyond then? What about down the road? The Vikings only have four picks in this year's NFL draft, but Maybe they want to make a trade. Maybe they want to get somebody that uh, kind of has a little bit of upside for the future. And that name could be Trey Lance. Mike Silver of the San Francisco Chronicle reported over the weekend that the 49ers have decided that Brock Purdy has already <laughs> established himself as did you hear him last the night? Future. I did hear Paul Heyman yeah, yeah, in Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, he probably lived to tell about it because Paul Heyman's like a legend in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, other than that, uh, they say Brock Purdy is the future of the quarterback position in San Francisco. Noted unless Purdy regresses mightily or has a catastrophic injury, RIP Teddy, uh, the 49ers could also refute this in an effort to drive up Lance's value this offseason. One NFC GM said he would be willing to give up a second-round pick in something else for Lance. Well, apparently that uh, the 49ers should call him immediately because the other GMs are reportedly saying they would only give up a third-round pick for Trey Lance. Hmm. So, if you're the Viking, you got Kirk Cousins at least for next year. You don't know what you're going to do at the quarterback position, and you have a ton of win-now holes to fill. Do you call the 49ers about Trey Lance? Um, yeah, a thousand percent. Um, given their options, you know, heading into the offseason as far as cap wise and, and draft wise right now, they don't have a lot of opportunities to get a, I, I guess, like a caliber of player like um, like a, a Trey Lance. Like if you wait for the draft, you're probably not going to get a quarterback, a franchise quarterback at pick what, 23. Um, chances are, are pretty low if you do. You know, it's 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 not. You know, I think Anthony Richardson was just mocked to the Vikings at their pick um, by... Which, if he's there, you run to the podium and you yeah, take him. But, but he's also been viewed as, like, a top 10 pick as well. Correct. Top 15, top 10. So the chances of him being there are, are pretty low, too. Um, the Minnesota thing is real. The the owners, you know, I think they like that. They like the thing about having Thielen there. They like guys that are from close by and... Because they can market that. They can be like Minnesota kid and all that stuff. Um, and Trey Lance, you know, I'm sure he grew up a Vikings fan or at least, you know, went to a couple games. Um, and I still think he has plenty of upside. He's been in the league for, what, two years? Uh, he had he started for like a year in a game at, at North Dakota State. Um, and he did really well. I th and I think that 
being with a coach like Kevin O'Connell, I think he's gonna he's he might be able to actually be better at putting him in a position to succeed than Kyle Shanahan because it seemed like Kyle Shanahan all he wanted to do was like turn him in the next Lamar Jackson or or Michael Vick and just have him run everywhere. Where, where Kevin O'Connell, I think he can still use some of that stuff, but I think he's gonna because because Trey Lance has a pretty like he's got a pretty strong arm too. Um, I think he can use more of his passing skills to his advantage and, and create some stuff. But I think so. Like the Vikings have a kind kind of a late first round pick. Would you be opposed if they gave that up for Trey Lance? A late like, first round? Yeah, like they're uh that's a little rich. That is a little so? rich. I, I, I think giving up the first rounder is a little rich, but I if I'm the 49ers, I want to I, I, I want a what? first round because I gave up three. You know, why, yeah. Why is it rich though? Because of the just the small sample size that we. I we think saw? I think it's just the other. I think it's just the other. So so here here's the thing. I the Vikings need to fill some of the other holes, or else it won't. And yeah. I, I guess too, when you think about it, like the situation in Minnesota, it could be good. It couldn't be good. I mean, Kevin O'Connell rolled out the red carpet for Kellen Mond, right? right. He's just like, we're going to give him every chance to develop. And oh yeah, he sucks. Let's get him out of here. Yeah. Like I I think that. If you have a first round pick, gosh, that that is tough. Like I, I feel I am higher on Trey Lance than most other because I mean a lot of the NFL people are like, well, you know, we've seen him in camp, we've seen him in everything. Trey Lance has only played 19 meaningful football games since graduating from high school in 2018. Right. Yeah. He threw he was 42 total touchdowns, no interceptions as a redshirt friend. I mean, he is not Lamar Jackson. Like to prove no, your point, no, no. he's a, he's a different quarterback. He's built differently. He's got a better arm than Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson's a better passer than people give him credit Maybe for. Maybe more like a Cam Newton. I would say so. Yeah, and I mean he spent the entire 2020 season preparing for the draft because there were no games due to COVID. Yep. Um, I think it was an exhibition game against either Central Arkansas or UC Davis. I have those two teams in my mind. Last year he broke his pinky in training camp, so yep. he looked really good. Teammates were raving about him. Breaks his pinky, sits behind Jimmy Garoppolo. He has two starts, fifty-seven point seven percent completion percentage. Not bad. Five one touchdowns. Of them, one of them was in a monsoon. Hang on, I'm getting to that because oh, this oh, is, that's this the preseason. Not, okay. that, that was 2021, 2022. Okay, okay. Played two games. One of them was in a monsoon. Yeah, and the other, he broke his ankle in the first quarter. Yeah, and yeah. also this is this is like you mentioned, he's playing for a coach that is basically Andy from Toy Story, where <laughs> he, you know. I don't want to play with you anymore. And he throws you in the trash and you're never remember when he pounded the table for Joe Williams. Remember when he traded up for Trey Sermon. Remember when he benched yeah. Brandon Ayuk uh, for yeah. most of the last yeah. season. Like yeah. the guy is unstable. He is the most, un, I mean, he, he gets wins. He knows what he's doing to an extent, but he's also psychotic. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, he also drafted Brock Purdy after he gave yeah. up three firsts. And he's like, no, this is this is my thing. You look at Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was a four-year starter at Iowa State. So, like, when you look at Trey Lance and you look at Brock Purdy, Purdy's actually a more polished product than Trey Lance. Lance was the third overall pick because of his physical tools, because he's got a bazooka attached to his neck. Bigger well, ceiling. Because he can run. Yeah, he can extend plays. He can rip off a 10-yard gain. There's a lot of things there. So, I mean, first-round pick, if you want to do that, yeah, it's a little expensive, but if that's what you have to do to get it done, I guess I wouldn't be mad about it. Um, if the Vikings had to do like a package, like a package deal, maybe you trade next year's second and this year's third to get Trey Lance. I would like that right. better because right. the deeper you go into the draft, I mean, what are you getting with a third round pick? If this is true, 
Like you're getting a Kellen Mond or uh, right. what's the, what's the quarterback from the Texans? Davis Mills. Davis Mills. I was going to call yeah. him Wyatt Davis. That's not correct. Well, you might or, get a Russell Wilson. Right. <laughs> and that's super. <laughs> Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah, Dak yeah, looks yeah. great right now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that team media account, by the way? Like that is hilarious. Apparently that's normal, though. Apparently that's that's the, what, the Cowboys just do that. Yeah. We just Dick, we just Jared happen Jones to notice. Probably, Jared Jones yeah. is probably. Like, I tell him to do that. Bite bash the players in the. <laughs> well, I think the the, <laughs> the the writer who works for them now. He used to work for like CBS Sports, so he's kind of used to writing like that style. That's like maybe a little more critical, and maybe they like that. Maybe they're just real. I kind of I kind of like that though because NFL team sites are usually it's more like puff pieces like PR stuff like happy go lucky every everything's great everything's rainbows and unicorns and the Cowboys are like no Dak sucked like he was terrible so yeah that was that was interesting for sure new year new credit scores Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on time payments with a secured Chime credit builder Visa credit card use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Uh, But yeah, like as far as getting Trey Lance, I think that's something you have to explore. I know, you know, Quasi has his connections to the Niners still, obviously, so... Maybe he can work something out there. And and I don't know what, you know, I feel like he's going to trade down no matter what in the draft if they stick with what they have right now because he's going to want to get more picks. So I feel like that first round pick isn't even going to be probably used by the Vikings because Quasey would rather have, you know, one in, the, one, one in the second, one in the third, one in the fourth, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, and then we don't know how many more picks they might get if they trade players like a Daniel Hunter, like a Dalvin Cook or, or somebody else because uh, they could end up with, with more picks like that. Um, but it's something to explore, I think, as far as because they don't have a top five pick. So they're not going to get one of the, the better quarterbacks in this draft. And if they want someone on a rookie contract who they think that they can develop into, you know, useful, then, um, you know, I think it's something to explore. And that's why I would prefer using that first on a rookie quarterback, because you get right. two more years of cheap value with that player, even though you don't know if he's going to pan out. But. You don't know if Trey Lance is going to be paying. Well, did they, what did the Chiefs traded up like what seventeen spots or whatever when they when they got to get Mahomes. Mahomes? So yeah. you know maybe that is something they can the Vikings can do. Like if they, I assume they, they also to. had more four more than four picks in the draft. Correct, you, but you can trade it. Uh, you know that first next year's first, you can do that too. So like it's it'll probably cost a lot more to move up. But if if you want that rookie who has who would have what two more years on his contract than than Trey Lance, then that's something to consider too. Is there another quarterback that the Vikings could be looking at in the same vein as Lance that you could kind of develop and maybe groom him into Kirk's successor? I know you put Zach Wilson on the outline and I want absolutely nothing to do. I, I don't either, but I I only <laughs> I only was just like I, I mean, uh I, I I needed I needed five for the article, okay? <laughs> Reckless speculation nothing. is a thing. Okay, nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with his mom. <laughs> nothing to do with whatever. He can uh, go and film uh, Disney high school specials for for all I care. Yeah, he's perfect. Like for Friday Night Lights or whatever. The um, villain quarterback. He throws just like the actors in Friday Night Lights too. Him and uh, Spencer Rattler, like both of them, can just yeah. like what? Yeah, wasn't 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 it like a Netflix show that like Rattler was on? I think it was it was like QBU or something that 
Yeah, and he was a total punk ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like, calling out his receivers. Like, I, I mean, there's, like, a difference. Like, guys ribbing each other. Like, I, I'm mm-hmm. sure, like, some of that happens. But, like, Rattler was just, like, what was it, All-American or QB1 yeah. or something? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. QB1. He was just mean. And it was, right. like, dude, what are you? Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. I, I don't know. Do you want to trade for, like, who's the kid from the Ravens? Who's their backup? What's his name? Right? Is it right? Anthony Wright? No. Is that right? Oh, um, shoot. I should put that on there. Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Huntley. Yeah. He like, that's decent. You're going to trade for Cooper Rush? <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh, there, are, there aren't a lot of, like, because when you get drafted now in the NFL, like, you're a rookie. You're, you're, you're going to play. Like, someone like a Desmond Ritter, like, back in the day, that would have been someone to, like, be interested in and, and trade for. But there aren't a lot of guys the, that just uh, sit on the bench for, yeah, <laughs> You hear the hot take machine yeah, firing yeah. up. I got, I got some hot names on this list. There aren't a lot of guys. Like, you're not going to trade for Derek Carr. No. Uh, you know, you're not going to trade for Carson Wentz. You're not going to do that. Um, Taylor Heineke. Like, uh, there's there's not a lot of options. So, like, Kirk Cousins is, he's going to be the starter next year for sure. Um, and But next year, you know, next year's quarterback class for the draft, too, is something to keep an eye on, too, because there's a lot of good guys that are going to be in there. So, you know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what they do for sure. Mine is completely unhinged. That's why the furnace fired up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because um, I so you said Zach Wilson. I don't know, man. I, like <laughs> that's like a Ryan Leaf territory. I feel like number two overall pick. Uh, maybe I I don't know. Like I he probably won't make the article. Let's be honest there. <laughs> um, it was just the one name that was popping in my line. I'm like, I don't really want them to do it, but I mean, they could. Right. right. Uh, Jurassic Park, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Uh, Mac Jones is another name I put on my list. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's going to be the guy in New England still, but they have Bailey Zappi. Yeah, they said probably a, they should just, be on this list more than Mac Jones. They just had a Bill O'Brien too, so I'm sure he'll want to keep. He'll want to have and, a quarterback. He said he's very excited. Pulled the page out of the Adam Thielen playbook. Um, <laughs> if we're talking about draft prospects, Anthony Richardson is yeah. a guy who is very similar to Trey Lance and actually played Power Five football. Right. He's got mobility. He's got a big arm. Um, he's fun to watch. He big is, size. Uh, I, I draft him in every Madden franchise I do, and I do <laughs> dabble in Madden, uh, which that game still sucks, by the way, after about four or five patches. And uh, never say never, Justin Fields. Quasi's yeah, not afraid. Quasi's not afraid to make deals within the division. Yeah. If I'm the Bears, I'm going like, yeah, give me like five first for Justin Fields. We're not doing that. Yeah, but, yeah, that would take I a mean, lot more. That would take know, a lot. Because yeah, one, they, they they have to convince themselves that he's not the guy, which I don't know if they've done that yet. Um, and then, yes, yeah, in your division, so you got to see him twice a year. And you give him someone like Kevin O'Connell, that could be like a game changer compared to what he has with the with the Bears. Um, I, the I'm thing- trying to think the last team to trade within their division, like quarterback-wise, got to be what, McNabb? We went from the Eagles to yeah. the Washington football team. But that was when like he was his career was done. And the right. Eagles were like, sure, you can have him. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the Vikings did they trade for McNabb or did they, they sign certainly him? did. They traded for McNabb. Yeah. And then they were, they realized they're like, dude, yeah, you're done. done. You're done. <laughs> Let's put in Christian Pot. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's why I, I like your suggestions with Tyler Huntley and Bailey Zappi a little bit. I don't know. I guess uh good thing I didn't write the article because I would have sounded kind of stupid, but I don't know. 
sometimes yeah. sometimes some hot takes are yeah. a little bit of fun. Um, to wrap up today's episode, I was going to talk about the playoffs a little bit and kind of uh, wow. some of the things that happened. Uh, the Giants got 38 7 uh, by the Eagles in the divisional round. Um, how much do you think Daniel Jones missed Ed Donatel this week? <laughs> honest question. He was like, I was going to make so much money. He, Thanks, got, he got pounded so bad that he yeah. like they pounded the contacts right out of his skull. Yeah, yeah like he was yeah. just sitting there, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like, he was like Chucky and Rugrats. Like it was, was just, just like, it was just confirmation that firing a Dantel was the correct decision. Because yeah, e- Eagles and and Vikings defense like two totally completely opposite sides of the spectrum. But it was just like like the Eagles defense allowed. Um, or the Giants' defense, like the game was closer when they didn't have their starters in, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So it was it was weird, and then yeah, it just made the Vikings look worse. I saw a lot of like Vikings tweet Vikings catching strays from tweets on on Saturday when when the Giants were getting creamed. And I'm like, come on, their season's done. Leave them alone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just further stop, confirmation. Stop, they're already dead. <laughs> yeah, and then what? Mahomes got hurt. Against the Jaguars, that was a good. That was a good game. I know the Jaguar, the Chiefs won by like a good margin, but I like I like where the Jaguars are heading. Like with Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, looks really really good. Um, they can get um some more pieces on that team. I think they're they're going to be good. And then what? You had the Bills and and Bengals, um, which I wanted to cut my ears off because Tony Romo wouldn't shut up. Like he like. I had a tweet that kind of blew up about him because he was like so so good when he came, first came in. He was like refreshing, gave all these this this insight into like what the plays might be, what these quarterbacks were thinking. He cannot go like a second without talking. Like he hates silence now, and it is so annoying. Like some like I'm thinking like if he was on the call for the Minneapolis Miracle, he would have ruined it because he would have had like the telestrator going. And uh, like right before the play, he would have been like interrupting Jim Nance on the call and been like, "Can you believe it? And it's just I'm over it. I'm over the, the, the Tony Romo, you know, experiment experience. It's just like I just noticed like he doesn't shut up. Like just sometimes silence is good. Like just let the play go on. Let people react nat- naturally. But no, like he has to comment on everything. He has to give a, a instant replay telestrator thing after every single play. Like, dude, chill out. <laughs> it is funny because I do remember uh, one of my criticisms of Joe Buck was that he would do the silence thing and let everything breathe. Yeah. And I'm like, don't you have anything to like say? But then I'm like, that's good. Now, now I kind of like notice it's like, OK, there's a reason he was doing that because, yeah. you know, Sometimes it is just crowd noise and like sometimes it's just so loud. Like even Joe Buck's call, the miracle, I mean it was four or five words. What yeah, it digs. was good. And then he was done. Yeah. Yeah. Sideline touchdown, unbelievable. And That's then it. he was like quiet for like a minute. Yeah. And just let it breathe. Like that is an awesome call. We would have had um, like replays from like seven different angles and Tony Romo like outlining what happened here and why this person threw this coverage and like it would have been terrible can i can i stand over joe burrow for a minute oh, i yeah. mean that guy that guy is so freaking i mean people call him joe burr which i i hate that nickname but <laughs> I, they, they I have other other nicknames too though i i've called him tiger king which is right. legit i i don't know that won't catch on though <laughs> people but but i mean the guy I mean, he does not care. He does not care about anything. And then, you know, you ask him about it and he says he doesn't care. Like, 
what do you think about your career window? Or what right. do you think about the window? Oh, it's right. my entire career. Yeah. Oh, these guys, they all bought and bravo to the Bengals, by the way. They've at least spared us neutral site NFC championship or conference championship games for like one year while the NFL owners like probably will just drool over and vote for it anyway. But I mean, you know, they're asking him after the game, they're like 50,000 tickets were sold in Atlanta. What do you think? Go get your refunds. <laughs> yeah. I like, yes. yeah, I, I like him for sure. I, I hope they be, I mean, I, I like Patrick Mahomes too. I don't hate it. Like I, I, it is funny like watching Mahomes and like the state farm commercials. And I'm like, Oh, I like Patrick Mahomes. And then I think about like people in the AFC West and they must like look at him like Aaron Rodgers, like <laughs> his wife is annoying his, you know, like I, I hate this guy. He's got the stupid state farm commercials and everything else. And I'm like, Oh, but I mean, Vikings fans have that added layer of pain because they had to sit through Brett Favre too. So, I mean, you don't know what real pain is if you're <laughs> in the AFC East. Listen, I, I picked the Niners and Bengals. They're still alive. I, uh, Going to throw it back that. to... Uh, well, but what do you... Uh, began, you know, Bengals and Bills. What do you make of the, the latest uh, digs? Fiasco. Not fiasco. By the way, I got my uh, new decoration <laughs> up yeah. just in time. You know, he... He has kind of a point. It's easier to criticize him. Remember Randy Moss walking off yeah. the field. Remember yeah. all that stuff. I'm not defending what Stefan Diggs did. Um, and, and he didn't really even do that like, much. He, no, no. I He was screaming, get me the like, ball. And like, like everybody. What's going on? The biggest thing that annoys me with like Diggs, especially from Vikings fans, is like Adam Thielen pulls the same crap. Oh, yeah. And like, well, you know, he's from Minnesota. Like, whatever. <laughs> Like step on negative. Like he's the devil. He should go to hell. And yeah. you know why? Why is he leaving the field early? Yeah. Sounds familiar to Vikings fans. Yeah. Also, he had um, ten targets on Saturday or Sunday or whatever. So it's not like he wasn't getting the ball thrown to him. But Josh Allen just—I think his elbow was hurt for most yeah. of the year. And like he said too, I mean, it's it's the standard the team has set. Sean McDermott didn't play it into a big deal. He's just like, yeah, he's frustrated. Like, yeah. like all of us. Like, it's probably you know he's probably trying to get all that like. Yarn out of his eye from the like the mask that he wore on on the way into into the. <laughs> I saw that. I, I, I was like, I don't, I don't know what fashion is. I was like, I don't know what this is. Um, he looks like the scarecrow from Batman uh, Begins or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with Diggs. He's always, he's been like this. He's a fiery guy. Like he's been one of my favorite players ever since he came in the league. Like I never really had a problem with anything that he did, except for you know when he skipped practice and he did all the like. There's truth to all rumors press conference where he had like a hoodie covering his face. That was really the only yeah. problem I had with him uh, with the Vikings. Cause then he was kind of making it about himself and that's, that's when right. things get out of, out of sorts. And I don't think he's doing that. I think he's frustrated. He knows he can help the team and he's sick of losing in the playoffs when they're, you know, keep being a Super Bowl favorite. And he's like, we're a good team. Why do we keep, you know, not making the Super Bowl? So and he knows and he doesn't you, have much time left. Not not much time left, but his career is getting near the end of his prime, at least. And would you rather have him do stuff like this and show like he cares, or would you rather? Eh, oh well. Like, or would you rather have his wife post an Instagram story with, "Oh, maybe we might be done in Buffalo this year. We don't know." LOL. So, <laughs> after you win thirteen games, just uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it just whatever. Um, let me ask you this before we go. Guy, what, hot, was, uh, what was the other game we did? Oh, we talked about all of them. Okay. Yeah, 49 for, Well, 
what was Kellen Moore trying to do on that final play? I, I think I saw an explanation that he was trying to get another skill player on the field to replace him with the offensive line, but I mean, why why should it was Cowboys... just funny, like the the linebackers probably like Zeke is snapping the ball. I'm just gonna knock him into next week and like speed everything up. But why should the Cowboys keep Mike McCarthy? Because I'm struggling to find any reasons. I know they went to the playoffs or whatever, but like Sean Payton's out there. Why why is Jerry Jones not going after him? Seems you like you should at least give him a call. Would yeah, you it be seems, interested in seems, coaching the it, Cowboys? It seems easy. You can bring Sean Payton in, you bring Mike Zimmer as your defensive coordinator. Also, Kellen uh, Moore should not be in a head coach. Like he's No, it's funny to see like some of the, the guys that I interviewed for head coaching jobs last year like kind of just falling flat on their face in the playoffs this year, like Kellen Kellen Moore, um, Leslie Frazier, guys like that. Just uh not the hot coaching candidates that they were a year ago. Um, that's that's how it goes. But D'Amico Ryan's, he's, I think he's going to be a great head coach for Avilans. He's been he's been doing. Yeah, awesome. it, it it was interesting that he did two interviews and then canceled the last two because I got to get back and do the game yeah. plan. And yeah, I don't know. That seems seems a little corny to me, but at the same time, I mean, he's trying to win a Super Bowl. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I'm so into this team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. cancel on you. So I mean, look at, like, look at, fine. Look at Kevin O'Connell. They waited. The Vikings waited until after the Super Bowl to to hire him, and that that worked out. So you know, hiring the first guy isn't always isn't always the the right way to go. I think Kyle Shanahan was was delayed too because I think he was hired after that uh, what Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. Just excited for the uh, douchebag versus douchebag matchup in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. <laughs> The fifty, the late forties man who wears the fat, flat brimmed hats, and the other guy who looks like he does uh, legal. Sirianni, drugs. he's so, he's yeah. so good for Philly. He's perfect fit for Philly. Oh yeah, yeah. He's such perfect. Well, you had that one thing where he's like looking into the camera and just like, God, somebody should punch this guy in the face. <laughs> like God, like you I would hear him compare. I would pay that on pay per view. Like he just compared Jalen Hurts to get punched in the face. Here's my money. <laughs> Did you just hear him compare Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan? That's good. yeah. That's that's good. That's good guy. Yeah, he's just like Michael Jordan. Just it's like, like it's like they took a fan from section three, whatever, or like pull like he he fan from three the three hundred level of the link. They threw him in that little slammer they got underneath the stadium, and then they're like, "All right, you can either go to court or you can coach the Eagles." He's like, "I'm gonna coach the Eagles." Um, <laughs> you can go to court in our stadium. Yeah, that's so awesome, by the way. <laughs> they have a court in the stadium that, yeah. you know, they could. I don't know they if they don't have mess one the new one, but I know they had one in the old one. I know they have holding cell. Holding cells are like a common thing in stadiums now. Like I know oh, really? uh, the Golden Knights hockey arena, T-Mobile Arena in yeah, Vegas, they have a holding cell. Yeah. Well, that old you, jail. You, there's holding cells and courts everywhere, but they're yeah. just holding cells in that's the Vegas the yeah. as uh <laughs> They don't have a locker room. They just have like separate holding cells. Yeah, it's like it looks like the elimination chamber. Like geez, it just opens <laughs> up when it's time for you to come out. Speaking of which, how jacked are you uh, for Saturday? The old Royal Rumble coming up. Oh, I love the Rumble. Um, I think behind WrestleMania is probably my favorite pay per view um, of the year. Even though most of the time it's a big letdown. Uh, yeah, you're like, who's it gonna be? And it's like the last guy's like Rey Mysterio, and you're like. Okay, great. That was big letdown. I know um, people, but, are, people are excited for The Rock, but is he going to be there? Has that been confirmed? It has not been confirmed. Okay. I hope that's one guy that you do not announce ahead of time. I mean, you'd get big tickets if you did, right. but 
no, you can't do the Cody Rhodes thing. Um, but then I saw there's still like there's there's a good amount of spots like still open. Like I know they announced guys ahead of time for the Rumble, but there's still probably like I think like ten around ten spots still open. So I'm curious to see like I'm I'm guessing you know like Braun Breaker is going to be in there and like they'll bring some some old guys back. Carmelo has. Yeah, like Booker T or something like that, and you know, Sammy maybe Sammy Zayn will be in there. Um, to that that would be hilarious if he won. That would that would that would be interesting for sure. But I think I think Cody Rhodes is going to win on the guys' side, and I think Ray Ripley is going to win on the women's side. I think Rhea on the women's side, but I'm not 100 percent sure because the last time we saw Beth Phoenix, you know, she caved her skull in, and when I think of a WrestleMania yeah. match, I'm like, yeah. That yeah. would be that'd be pretty damn good. Um, if it's not her, Liv Morgan would be awesome. But I mean, I Liv Morgan. You want to do Becky Lynch again? Because <sighs> Charlotte's back. I love Bex, but yeah. I, I, Becky Charlotte seventy five. I mean, that's becoming like John Cena, Randy Orton of the women's yeah. division. Yeah, where it's like, and I, they always put on good Roman. matches. But yeah. yeah, Brock Roman. That's again more recent examples, right? That's what we're going with here today. But no, 80, no more 85 bears. Not not allowed anymore. No more 85 bears. Not allowed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to think of the women's. They haven't they haven't even announced who's in yeah, it. Like, they have like the eight people side. already. Yeah. yeah. So, it's I mean, tough. I don't know if it's like going to be filled with NXT women, which there are some women in NXT that are pretty good that yeah. could fill those spots. But um, as we far as the men's like go. Lita and like Trish and all that stuff. Yeah, they're going to be there. Men's goes if it's if the Rock shows up, he's winning. Um, oh, you think he's going to be in it? I thought he would just yes. show up like at the end and with like whoever won and be like, and do like a stare down or whatever. That'd be like if the Rock is in the Rumble, he'll win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I don't think he's wrestling until WrestleMania. No, I don't think he's he's going to. There's too much of a risk there. Yeah. And plus, he'd have to be in like peak condition. Who could even I'd, be like a shock? Like besides him to win it or just to be in it, like people John Cena. There was a big money offer apparently for Stone Cold Steve I did Austin see that. to fight yeah. Roman Reigns. Did see that. That has to be a Saudi show, though. Like <laughs> yeah. the amount. Like I, I honestly want to go on. I mean, uh, triple threat with Goldberg. Down, yeah, triple threat with Goldberg. Can we bring back Yokozuna? Like, <laughs> what Yokozuna's dead? Uh, yeah. Just, just throwing another sumo wrestler. They won't know the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think it'll. I think it'll either be Cody or Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn might be a little bit of a surprise, but I mean, Roman's talking about Sami's ultimate test. That's perfect. That's, that's win, win the Royal Rumble, so I don't have to fight. Yeah, it's perfect to be set up like that. Um, it'll be, yeah, that would, I don't know. that After what, I watched like the first part last night of the, the trial or whatever, and when, when Jay interrupted or whatever, that was like, oh, okay, all right. Not where I thought this was going, but. That, all right, so I, last, last theory, then we'll get out of here. But I mean, <laughs> Jay versus Roman. Jay Uso winning the Royal Rumble would yeah. be awesome as well. Yeah. And I mean, if The Rock can't get into ring shape like he said, he can't right. get into ring shape for WrestleMania. Have The Rock be the guest referee. Yeah. Have Jay versus Roman in the main event. And I mean, that would be a fun main event. How, but how can The Rock not get into ring shape? He he works out like nine times a day. He's uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm out of shape, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Takes no. off his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's working out while he's sleeping. Like he's he's fine. <laughs> he's just got like this, sorry, sorry, dude. His, you can't his use that bedroom excuse. is actually just another yeah. gym. He doesn't actually yeah. sleep. He just 
he works out a little bit less intently. You can't look like that and be like, oh, I, I need to get in shape. No, you can't. You can't do that. Like if you're like if you're Shawn Michaels or The Undertaker, okay, but you can't look like that and be like. Ooh, I need some time. I gotta get in shape. <laughs> no, no, it's not gonna cut it. Well, on that note, uh, talking about former Viking, uh, Vikings turned. Uh, well, I mean, The Rock wasn't a Vikings, but his cousin is Roman Reigns. Yeah. Former Vikings turned WWE champions. Uh, that's all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast today. Uh, we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss us, we're on Apple and Spotify the very next day. I am Chris Shad. He is Adam Patrick. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on the Viking Age Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.